All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. An experience unlike, literally, unlike anything we have ever talked about on this show before. I can honestly say one of the most unique experiences I've had in the lifestyle. I know nothing about it, by the way. We are going to, well, I'm going to be sharing the details of that very shortly. But first, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. Cassidy is truly the lifestyle site that we use for everything. Whether we're going somewhere and we want to see if there's anything cool going on when we're traveling or if we're, you know, messaging people for one-on-one interactions or for me two-on-one potentially Cassidy's where we go so if you want to try our favorite lifestyle site and start meeting amazing people yourself you can do so free for an entire month all you have to do is go to frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage. again that's frontporchswingers.com click on the Cassidy banner try it start meeting cool people and hopefully you know get it in a little bit have some naughty fun yeah for sure get it in <laughs> We are uh, having Crown Reserve while we uh, we usually do not drink while we do the podcast. At two o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday because late, we're late this week getting shit done. I'm leaving tomorrow morning for Denver. Yes. Uh, so we are we're we're behind. We're, let's face it, we're fucking behind. We're typically behind at this. Point. Not like this. We're pretty well. <laughs> this is really. Behind. We're pretty well behind. In fact, it occurred to me I, I completely forgot this morning when I got up, made coffee like normal, that I was leaving tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. So uh, you know, we're drinking ground now because I figured we get out of this. We're going to go have a cocktail somewhere because we're not going to see each other tomorrow. I know. And it's been a rough week. Yesterday was rough, too. We had a rough few few days. It's been a little rough. It's been a little rocky. No, it's been a real you know? fucked up week. Yeah. Not everything is all fucking roses and daisies. Nope. And that's okay. Nope. We're going to get through it. <laughs> yeah. But there's been some shit, both personally and professionally. And, For sure. You know, I mean, obviously, we always try to focus on the fun stuff on this show because I think I would assume most of our listeners or watchers tune into us because it's fun, right? Like, well, we don't want no to just come on here and, yeah, be sour Sally the well, entire time. it's like going to time. a movie, right? You go to a movie, you want to immerse yourself in it. You don't want to be fucking, you know, you don't want to be dragged down with life bullshit. You just want to yeah. lose yourself for a couple of hours. Yeah, exactly. You know? So yeah, no one needs to hear the fucking, you know, the, the the negative Nancy bullshit. Well, a lot of the week has been good, but there was something I did want to talk about that maybe was not like the most positive thing in the world. I went out with my friend John. Oh, last night. Yeah, you went to a club, local club. I went to a lifestyle club and it's really funny because you and I did a sex on your terms episode very recently mm. that we put out to our Patreon members and I kind of knew I was going to get some ire, right? Well, because... And I am not going to say that I now agree with you. However. <laughs> you should agree with me. No, not entirely. Okay. However, based on your experience, yours and John's experience last night, as you relate it to me, I do absolutely more so now see your point. Right. I, I realize that there's far more validity to what you were saying. So basically my entire point, I'll just, I'll, I'm going to summarize this very quickly. But the point that I made is that I'm seeing more and more that non-lifestyle people are, in my opinion, using lifestyle spaces for not to interact with other lifestylers, not because they're curious, but because being in a lifestyle atmosphere can be really exciting for some people, right? liberating. Right. So, I mean, for example, a lot of people just want to go and dance topless. And your point was like, well, I mean, we should be all inclusive and we should be open to that kind of stuff. And my point was absolutely until these places become overrun with people who are not interested in lifestyle experiences or lifestyle encounters. Well, when it becomes, as I told you this morning, when the ratio of lifestylers to non-lifestylers becomes skewed in a lifestyle club... That's a problem. Right. Right. That's so, that's where it becomes it gets murky. I also want to say I had fun last night. Like I had a blast with John. We met a couple from out of state. I think he already had known them mm-hmm. prior to us being there, but shocking no one. He's like the fucking mayor. They were really fun. I had a great time chatting with them. They now know about the show. So if you're listening, hey, what's up? So it was not all a bust. I'm not trying to make it seem like, oh, it was just the worst night ever. Right. But I was uncomfortable. As a lifestyler at a lifestyle club. In a lifestyle club that we are very, very familiar with. Yeah, it was, I would say there were, it was not a a busy night, but probably 
80% of the people that were there were not only clearly not lifestyle, but not really even interested in friendly. talking to anyone else. I approached a couple at one point. John got up and used the restroom, and I went over to this couple, and I was not being flirtatious or inappropriate or anything. I just sat semi near them and again not like right within their bubble or anything across from them yeah there was like a there's a, a sofa area type thing and i was on an ottoman but there was plenty of space between us i was not invading their personal space and i simply sat down and said hi guys my name is brenna i went to go shake their hands they shook my hand but it was like pretty obvious that they didn't really want to be interacting with me right. so i was like okay maybe they're just really shy so i was like so are you guys locals are you from out of town the wife gave me the craziest death stare of my entire fucking life and just goes, we're from out of state. Oh. I was like, okay, clearly you want nothing to fucking do with me. And again, I was not hitting on them. I was not trying Being to play. Friendly. I literally just thought, okay, I know that I've been in certain situations in the lifestyle where it is really uncomfortable for me to be there. I don't know people. I tend to be shy. I know that's kind of a weird thing for you probably our listeners are. to hear, but I'm a, actually a very, very shy person. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, I've been there before. I've been the uncomfortable person. I'm just going to walk up and be friendly and try to, you know, yeah. ingratiate myself with them and have them maybe have a little bit more fun throughout the evening as a result of that. Yeah. And it backfired so crazily. I was like, oh shit, you people don't even want me to speak to you. No, and that's, that's weird, right? So that's where it gets murky for me where it's like non-life Lifestyle folks at the Lifestyle Club, which is, as I told you, there's a trend now, this active lifestyler parties. Which I also see a lot of problematic things with, for the record. Huge problems. Yeah, there's kind of this new wave of, and it's mostly house parties. You don't see it hardly ever at clubs. You can't do it at clubs. Um, Yeah, I would assume that's probably like verging on illegal or at the very least ridiculously creepy to like require people to play. But you see that a lot now where someone will post like, hey, we're having a house party, but active players only. Exactly. And it's like, I see both sides of that at something like a house party because typically, you know, you're not going to have a shit ton of people there, right? Right. So if everyone is just... Just standing around twiddling their thumbs, what's the fucking point of hosting the house party? Yeah, now it's just a card party. But the other side of it is like you never want to force anyone or make them feel pressured to no. do something. If I go to a new house party and I don't really know anyone, there is no fucking way in hell I'm agreeing to play. No. Absolutely. So, you know, you see both sides of the coin, but I I do think that it was just it was a really interesting experience for me last night. Again, some some great positives. I got to hang out with a great man. And, you know, there was some couple there was definitely a little bit of flirtation with the couple from out of state, which was fun for me. And, you know, I got to suck John's cock in the playroom. So that was fun. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did do that. It didn't last long. It was like maybe five minutes of cock sucking, but it was still kind of hot. The idea of being watched, you know, are you in the open area? Yeah. In uh, where they have kind of multiple multiple beds the, that yeah, are semi-private, yeah, yeah. I guess you could say, area, yeah. but you people could definitely see what we were doing. For and sure. that was kind of exciting for me. So it wasn't all a complete bust, but it was this kind of, you know, reminder that there is this wave of people that are starting to become, let's say, lifestyle adjacent, but they don't really respect the spaces that they're going into. And that's the issue I have with yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think after you, you kind of outlined the story for me in far greater detail this morning, I understand where you're coming from with it, for sure. But uh, but as I said previously, and I stand by it, that's a that's an operational piece. And if that is the direction that a club is going, that's on them. Yeah, but I will also say, like, if you are listening to the podcast right now and you are not in the lifestyle, but you're curious of the lifestyle, that is fucking awesome. I love that. I'm assuming that's why you're listening to us right, right. now. Although we've also had people reach out and be like, I'm totally monogamous, but I just love your stories yeah, because yeah. it's entertaining, yeah. which I super appreciate as well. But I think if you are going to go into those spaces, you have to be understanding of the fact that they are very social spaces. Yeah. And if you are bothered by the presence of other people coming up to you, you probably don't belong there. Well, especially when you're talking about coming up to somebody and simply introducing yourself fully clothed. Again, it's not like I extended. walked up like, hey, big boy, and was like, rubbing her husband's yeah, leg or something. So I wasn't weird. doing anything like that. I was being so friendly. In my mind, I went into host mode, right? right? Like when we host an event, I'm introducing people to each other. I'm, you know, bringing over so-and-so because I think they're going to get along with my friend. I do that right. kind of shit all the time. So that's where I went with it. And again, like so nothing weird at nothing all. Nothing <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I, like I said, I'm, I, I came around a little bit because something uh, that John said to you was like, because he, he heard us talking about it, obviously and uh, said to you, he's like, I totally understand 
where Brian's coming from, where people should be able to kind of, you know, just be themselves and be topless and, and fuck each other if they want to at clubs. But at the same time, for like him, his point was, he's like, I pay money to come here. Yeah. I'm, I expect a certain level of experience and a certain level of person to be here. Right. And again, it, not saying that just because you buy a ticket, it no. means that you are deserving of sex. No, no, no. But at least be in a room with like-minded people. Yeah. That's be what surrounded you're doing. by people that are there for the same reasons that you are. Yeah. Yeah. A- absolutely. There's, there is the... You know, that kind of uh, the undertones of, hey, we're all lifestylers. You don't really know what's going to happen, but it's possible. But when you're in a room of people who have absolutely no fucking interest, that's that's not the thing. Exactly. You know? and it's not that's like not you, a lifestyle club at well, that point. No, and you're not bu- he didn't buy a ticket to go to a nightclub. Right. He bought a ticket to go to a lifestyle club. Yep. So there is some level of, of that, an element of that, and I, I, I do understand it. And while, again, to your point, there's never a guarantee, nor should you ever have expectation of being physically successful yeah. uh, at a lifestyle club. Because you also event. have those people. Like, it's That's usually, horseshit. Yeah. It's almost always, if we ever have an issue with a single guy at one of That's our events, the issue. Yeah. that is the issue. They'll reach out afterwards and be like, well, I paid XYZ dollars to be there and nobody fucking talked to me all night. Yeah. Now, that's not... Well, a, listen, if we put you in a room of vanilla people, that's on us. Oh, 100%. <laughs> you know, that, then you deserve like said, a refund because we're an, assholes. <laughs> that's an operational piece. So yeah, John should probably get a refund. But not because he didn't get laid, but because he wasn't in a situation to be successful. Well, he had some fun. He did not. John miss always out. has. Fun. <laughs> I'm not. Listen, don't, don't feel ever, too bad. No for him. <laughs> one needs to feel sorry for John. Trust me when I tell you. But yeah. Yeah. No. I. I. I like I said, I'm. I'm coming around to it on some level because we're seeing it a lot more often, especially, you know. So uh, we're going to an event Tuesday night. When I get back from Denver, I get back in the afternoon. We're going to a friend's event. Okay. So this is a really good point because it is basically it's a, a mix and mingle thing that with. The intention of the it turning of into an a orgy. Bang, bang or an orgy, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we already made it clear that, like, well, that's, not, that's not our thing. Yeah, and but he, you reiterated, like, yeah, yeah, not our thing. Like, we're happy yeah. to come and meet people, but, like, once action really gets going, I feel like that is no longer a yeah. space for us because right. I know we're not going to play there. He reached out and was like, hey, now I say that and we could go and I could just be a giant fucking slut the whole time. You never know. You never know. I'm just saying like orgies in general, I think there's a lot of presumptuousness to there them. There is, especially with, these are total strangers. We don't know who these people right. are. He reached out. This is a first, he and his partner are putting this together for the very first time, asked us to come and support. So we're going to go. He knows it's not our vibe. He understands that. Oh. He even said in the in the text, he's like, I know this is not your thing. You don't have to do shit. I totally understand, but I would love for you to be there. And I said, yeah, man, absolutely. We'll come and hang but out. But there's also know? some self-awareness in that, right? Because we know that that's not really yeah. our thing. No, I'm saying oh, we, we know. Absolutely like, know. We know that's not really our thing. So we're not just going to like awkwardly stand in a room and be the no. only ones not well, participating in an orgy. I'm also not going to be fucked off if somebody walks up to me and goes, hey, you know, you want to get naked? Yeah, want to like, stick your cock in my mouth? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I really appreciate that offer. It's just not my thing. You know, yeah. we're kind of here to, you know, I'm here for moral support. But yeah. super appreciate you asking. That's a totally different deal. Yeah, you, you know? wouldn't again, look at you, them like they have fucking leprosy well, like no, this woman last night. To your point, if it's if somebody does that it's and and we feel, we're feeling it, it's like, uh, all right, yeah, why not? We don't know. <laughs> I think if are, you participated in an orgy on Tuesday, it would be it would blow my fucking mind. Like that's yeah. not gonna happen. You probably don't have to put any. I might. On that. You never know. I would say the chances are very slim, but I yeah. never say never. No, but at least we know going in what we're to expect. Right. We know we're not gonna be offended by the behavior as long as no. it's consensual. hundred percent. No, we know instinctively that this will probably not end up with us being naked with anyone in the room. Sure. Totally fine. We're going to support our friends. That's all we're doing. Yeah. And we get it. You know, so that makes perfect sense for us. <laughs> So, all right. Our, now, okay. <laughs> Worst so, of the week? Or that, is that what yeah, we're going now, into? <laughs> I said this to you before we got I'm started. I'm so excited. I told you you don't want to fuck with me on this. Okay, so we're going to bet. So now you want to make a bet. We're going to make a bet this week. Okay. Because I... F- well, you think you got me beat. I have you a have pretty n- good one, but I have no idea what you're dealing you with. You have so. no idea what I've got. And I told you. So absolute 100% transparency here. I have once again deleted all of the apps. I no longer... I can't do it anymore. I am... Tapped out. I cannot do well, it. Well, I feel your, like you have to download one app for worst of the week because I, I, I will read. <laughs> yeah, I will go back. I'll this figure is too it out. good. I had. I'm not not joking. The number of people that reached out were like that shit was gold. Well, I'm like, oh, I'm we gonna have do to, it. I'm gonna we have do to keep it. doing it. But for the last couple, like I had to delete it this morning. I couldn't take it anymore. So I got a week to figure it out. Right. But it's so bad that I screenshotted this and then deleted the app and then deleted the app. That's how <laughs> okay. bad this is. So let me go first then. Okay. Well, so here's the bet. What's the bet? Here's the bet. Whoever has the worst 
the other person has to do something that they want the entire day. They get to plan the entire you mean day's like going activity. You to Dave & Buster's yesterday? I went to Dave & Buster's for you yesterday. Well, I do would I have, not get a mulligan? If it was my day, I would have had you be at Dave & Buster's all day long and then take me out for pizza. So, okay. So, you know, you only did like half of that. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> how about this? Okay. As we sit here, it's Sunday. I'm leaving town tomorrow. Okay. For the day, I'm coming back Tuesday. It's not like I'm leaving for a fucking week. I'm gone for essentially 24 fucking hours. But for us, that's a big deal. So as we sit here, it's about three o'clock in the afternoon. Yep. We're already drinking. My day is shot. <laughs> I'm not going to the gym tomorrow because I got to be on a fucking plane at the ass crack of dawn. Right. So whoever has the worst right now, and you and I are going to be able to decide this very quickly. Everybody else can decide it for themselves. You're I'm, pretty cocky. I, uh, I'm 100% confident in this. <laughs> Whoever has the worst gets to decide what we do after this recording. Okay. Today. So we have to we have to come to a, a uh, an agreement. Right now. Okay. You think it's going to take long? <laughs> I'm going to let you go first. Shit. Now that you're so confident, I wish I wouldn't have done this. You go right okay, ahead. Okay. So here's mine. Okay. But can I give context to the- Give all the context you okay, want. Okay. You're not so, going to even come- cl- You're going to shit when you hear this. Okay. You go right ahead. Shit. Now I'm- Okay. Mine is, I love a good MILF. There's something so hot about an older woman. Want to be my mommy? You can feed me and I can suckle on you. Okay. Um, First of all. How old is this person? The man is 29 years old. He's four years younger than me. This is not coming. It would be super creepy. Thank God it's not coming from like an 18 year old. But at least at that point, you'd be like, okay. okay, like I get it. I could have like, theoretically, I could be old enough to be your mom. I guess if I'd had you really fucking young. But this man's four years younger than me. It's weird. And suckle? Come on, bro. Yeah, it's like teat. No one uses those terms. Don't use those terms with There are certain words that just like make the hair stand up on the back of my neck yeah. suckle is one of them. moist you don't like moist. oh i fucking hate the word moist yeah. that's nasty yeah yeah that's Ugh. just weird okay listen so yours is worse than that that's g-rated oh my god that's not even oh, shit. it's truly not even gonna scratch the surface i'm gonna get my phone out because i have to read it and it, it, <laughs> it's not long it's not complicated once again this is the first <laughs> message i received this is not a this was not a conversation that i had with someone and that led to this okay this is the opener. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> You're already like mentally preparing yourself. I almost can't even say it. <laughs> I want you to take a dump in your pants, also into pants pissing. When can we meet and play? I can't make this. I'm up. sorry, what? So he wanted you to shit your own pants? Yes, and he's also apparently open to me pissing in my pants. When can we meet and play? I am so confused. I'm horrified. Horrifying. He wants you to poop in your own pants. See, listen, okay, listen. You think I'm I not yucking and... anyone's yum. I, I am I certainly did... not into urine and feces. But even if you are into urine and feces, you don't know that I am. And I didn't say there's nothing like that on my no. But it's, profile. Even, it's even worse than that because what is the sexual gratification of what you just described? Someone shitting their own pants. Do you think I was going to ask? <laughs> uh, no, no, ma'am. <laughs> No, ma'am. I was not going down this fucking rabbit hole. I was, I just deleted it. I screenshotted it and fucking deleted it. I was out. That is terrifying. It's fucking unbelievable. But here, listen, it wouldn't even, uh, once again, I'm not, I'm not yucking anyone's yum. Like you said, that would be almost acceptable to me had we had a conversation at all. And it led to, hey, this is what I'm into. What do you think? Right. I had. Oh, I've had many guys like ask me to pee on them and shit. And it's like, it's always like, that's not my thing. Cool that it's yours. I'm not doing that. Yeah. That's not what was said here. (laughs) Right. And we certainly never had a conversation about pissing or shitting on each other. That's not where this went. Right. That's what, what, that was the opener. (laughs) Now, you want context? No profile picture, no bio. In my bio, it said clearly, Yeah. if you do not have a profile picture and do not have a cogent bio, pass me by. It literally says that. Well, I think that there's a certain level of like mental, I don't want to call it mental illness, but. For sure. I mean, the thought of, I can't, like, I don't know what kind of person it takes to write that to a complete stranger. I I can't. As the opener. I cannot wrap my head around that. As the opener. I mean, I also don't understand being called mommy and, you know, I'm four years older and you thinking that that's acceptable and saying you want to suckle me. That's really fucking weird. But yours is a level of depravity that I cannot wrap my head around. Well, 
again, these are open. This is an opening line to a total stranger. You know nothing about me. Nothing in my bio would indicate that I was interested in that at all. So for me, this is a compulsion. You're someone who is not having any success with the things that you require, let's call this sexually. So your only alternative is to just espouse that to strangers randomly hoping that someone bites. Yeah. Right? I mean, is that not what's happening here? Yeah, exactly. Or you're like a fucking, you're like the Central Park flasher. You just want to show it. <laughs> you don't care that anyone wants to see it. Of course You not. just have a compulsion. You've got to let it out. Yeah. That's what this guy's doing. He's got to let it out. Yeah. It's That's like bubbling up and he just can't control himself. Yeah. I screenshotted it and fucking deleted the app. I, I was done. <laughs> That's pretty. Okay, you win. Okay. So do you know what we're doing today? <laughs> I have no idea. When oh, I finish shit. this, we'll figure it out. Okay. Well, I know we're not like doing anything that I really don't want to do since we're already drinking. If I had to guess, we're probably going to continue drinking. Probably. And maybe eat something <laughs> we shouldn't eat. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. That's probably about it. Because I have, you know, I, yeah, I. It's. I don't even know what to say about that. Well, on a much more positive note, I had, uh, for Single Guy Tip of the Week this week, I had a gentleman that reached out to me, and I was so impressed by how he handled this situation. Good. Because there are a lot of guys that will reach out, and I think part of it is because, you know, on some of my profiles, I say things like, we host a podcast or we host events, and so they, they reach out and ask for my advice on things, and I'm happy to provide it, but sometimes it's very entitled, right? Like, yeah. they'll reach reach out and say things like, I see that you host events in our in Vegas, but I live here. What's in my area? And it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, not even a hey, do you mind if I ask a question? Or like, hey, would you mind, you know, pointing me towards a resource or something like that? You mean Just, like the couples that reach out and go, hey, we're coming to Vegas. Can you hook us up with a unicorn? Or yeah. hey, we're coming to Vegas. Can you hook us up with a single guy? Yeah, no, but the single I? guys do it all the fucking time. It's yeah. like this just, it's, it's a very entitled mindset that they have when they're reaching out for assistance and I just find it to be very rude and so this guy reached out to me and he was like hey um, I know that you're probably super busy but is there any way I could ask you two questions that's how he put it to me and I was like well of course I'm like interest peaked is this going to be a fucking disaster absolutely not the exact opposite he reached out basically made it clear that he listens to the show he pays attention to single guy tip of the week but in addition to that he's done a lot of his own research he's been on the reddit threads he's been you know searching different forums on different lifestyle sites and he's like there are still two pieces of information that i haven't been able to understand for myself that i thought you could provide some insight on that was such a a fucking and the questions were I'm not gonna I don't know them right off the top of my head but both of them were very thoughtful questions one of them was something along the lines of you know I went to one event and I just didn't have a ton of success and I know it's probably because I wasn't asking the right questions or putting myself out there in the right way you know here's how I typically approach a couple is that something that you know you would recommend at one of your events if you were hosting a hot wife event I was like holy shit like this is a guy who has really thought this through he is understanding of the fact that there are a million ways to find these resources for yourself, but also understanding of the fact that those resources aren't necessarily going to override or supersede real life experience from the type of woman that he is hoping to run into at these events, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's pretty, it's a it's a considerate thing to do for sure. He's also young, by the way, he's 24 years old. Oh, that, I would never deal. have expected that from a 24 year old. You know, I don't know. You know, now it, at this point, I don't know because, well, I don't know what to expect from guys anymore, <laughs> frankly. Um, There's no rhyme or reason there. No, because the truth of the matter is like the guys that reach out to me or have been reaching out to me, the older they are, the more fucking bizarre. Oh. The, the young guys are just, you know, they're not polished. I usually get that from you know? like the newly divorced guys. Well, that's what you're getting. They're, oh, the, you're getting the they're the absolute guys. worst. They're the ones that like, you know, they've been in the same relationship for 25 fucking years yeah. and now they're out of it and they're just yeah. itching Someone for something their cage, different. It's over. Yeah. yeah. And so they just, they have no idea what, you know, well, dating, it, even in the non-monogamous world, in the untraditional sense of the word dating and courting a woman, they have no fucking idea what they're doing. Well, imagine that. Only now you've got a guy who's in the closet and married currently oh, God. on the fucking download. That's a whole different And he's thing. just letting that fucking freak flag fly digitally. Yeah. And it's like, hey, shit in your pants. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? What? What? Who are you? Yeah. What are you talking about? Fucking bizarre. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought it was I thought it was a perfect way to reach out and handle that because here is somebody who is clearly thirsting for knowledge about the lifestyle. He genuinely wants to be a good dude in this space and he genuinely wants to understand, you know, the ways that he's potentially impacting other people when he's in these lifestyle environments. Yeah. How are you? How is your behavior 
impacting others. Because he so easily could have re- reached out and been like, hey, I've been to four lifestyle events and I haven't gotten laid a single time. What am I doing the wrong? What am I doing? That's yeah. not how he put it. He put it like, I want to come across as a good dude. Is this something that you, is my approach right. something that would turn you off? Would you or, recommend it? Yeah. I mean, I just thought that that was such a good way to put that because, again, it's not all about him. He's making it very clear that, you know, he genuinely wants to make a good connection and have it be a good experience for the people he's interacting with. And that's, I, I just thought that was an incredibly mature way to handle the situation. So Yeah, for sure. Good for him. Yeah. And again, use your fucking resources that are already available to you. It drives me crazy. I can't even tell you the number of people that reach out. We'll do like a TikTok live. And listen, part of the reason we do that is because we do want to share. You know, we're not like you always say, we're not trying to educate anyone. We're not lifestyle educators, but but we're happy to share our own personal experiences. And if that helps you in some way, that's fucking awesome. And but we'll always we'll jump off of those and we'll get DMs from people that are just like, you know, it's so presumptuous. There's such a, like, you could go find this info on your own. There are books, there are podcasts, there are things that don't take away from my energy that you could go and do to become a better lifestyler and to understand how to interact in this space well. And a lot of people just don't want to do the fucking hard work, right? They want to be spoon fed the information. But like, I mean, listen, I've said this a million times. I'll say it again. The lifestyle is not rocket science. This is about people in engaging with people right this is a this is boy meets girl girl meets girl boy meets boy girl meets boy you know all that yeah you have all the you know you have people innately have all the answers but they don't know the questions and what i mean by that is be thoughtful be respectful be kind be courteous be consensual yeah those are the basics i would argue though that there's a lot of lifestyle etiquette that people don't quite understand yeah but when but most of the questions that are asked do not require anyone being educated it's you being a, a decent human being. Yeah. How do you? How do I approach a couple? Well, how would you approach anybody? You 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 extend your hand. You introduce yourself, and you have a smile on your face, and you're polite, and you're a you know you're complimentary. You know, be a good fucking person. This yeah. isn't. You're right. It's, it's not, not that fucking difficult. It's not complicated. It's really not. People want you to think it is because they want you to need them for the information. Well, I think the complicated part of the relationship is the the relationship itself in other words if you are a non-monogamous couple you're going to deal with some shit you're going to go through some trials and tribulations you're going to have to be resilient that's the difficult part of the lifestyle interacting with other people if you're a normal human being who isn't a total fucking dick face it's not that difficult typically shouldn't be no but for some reason people they get in this space and they all fucking sensibility just goes out the fucking window. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's really You know, <laughs> they start thinking with their fucking Well, it's a sexual environment, and, so I can, yeah, yeah I, can I can do whatever just, the fuck I want. Yeah, I can be a fucking total idiot. No. I can walk up to you and be, well, it doesn't happen very often. I've no. only had one and it was actually a partnered guy that was ridiculously creepy with me in person. You mean like the partnered woman who groped me at an event who, am I, who I'd well, never met before? Well, that's a whole different thing. Men deal with that far more than women do in this space yeah. for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've only had one guy that was like ridiculously creepy with me in person it's almost always digital always so anyway good on him kudos to him he was using his resources asking meaningful questions and genuinely trying to understand how to be in this space in an effective way yeah so that's awesome yeah i had one of the most unique experiences of my entire lifestyle journey. I am eager to hear this because I know literally nothing about this. Okay, well, a little spoiler before we uh, move on to thanking our partners, but I didn't take my pants off. No, I, well, that I knew. I knew that. <laughs> our listeners did it. That's all I knew. So trust me when I tell you just because my pants didn't come off does not mean this was not a hot experience. You are going to want to stick around for the details. But first, we want to say thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. This episode of French Porch Swingers is brought to you by our brand new partner, Moonwalker. We've got a really special treat for you guys today. It's as sweet as it is chill. We're talking about Moonwalker, the go-to destination for premium THC-infused gummies that promise to elevate your moments. And the best part is they're just a click away, shipping directly to your door, 100% legal and no med card required. Moonwalker doesn't just sell gummies, they craft experiences. They have a bunch of different blends uh, to choose from that can elevate any moment. So whether you're 
you're a seasoned connoisseur or you're brand new to the THC scene, Moonwalker's got the perfect gummy waiting just for you. There are plenty of options designed to enhance your experience, whether you're seeking better sleep, looking to chill and mellow out, relieve pain, or even add a touch of motivation and focus to your day. Moonwalker offers a variety of THC-infused gummies that are perfect for any need that you have. I personally, for example, use this kind of stuff for sleep. Absolutely. There's I nothing better. I am the worst sleeper of all time. I have struggled with insomnia for so long. So this is the perfect type of product for me. And I also love that I can have it delivered right to my door, right? Yep. No Obviously, THC-infused products are legal here in Las Vegas where we live. But I mean, I don't have time to go to the freaking dispensary and look hassle. through everything and then go and it's just, it, it's way too much of a hassle. And I also like that Moonwalker has a ton of different options. I feel like a lot of times when you go to the dispensaries, you know, there are a lot of very, very strong products there. For someone like me, I get kind of, I don't know, freaked out by that. Yeah. So I love that Moonwalker has a lot of different options, whether you're looking to pain manage, whether you're looking to just experience a fun high, whether you're looking for something that's going to help you unwind at the end of the night. Sell your nerves, yeah. They have you covered. So right now, listeners of our show can get a discount. Here's the scoop. Just for our incredible listeners, Moonwalker is hooking you up with an exclusive deal. Use promo code XXX. Triple X at checkout, and you'll score a massive 30% discount on your order. That's code XXX for 30% off. Absolutely no restrictions. Head on over to moonwalker.com. That's moon, M O O N, Walker, W L K R, no E. So basically take the E out of it. Dot com and use code Triple X at checkout. Believe us, these are absolute game changers and your new go to for THC gummies. Enjoy the ride. This episode of French Porch Swingers is brought to you by our friends at Shameless Care. If you guys are tired of going to the doctor for your health needs in the lifestyle, I don't blame you because I hate going to a doctor's Such office. A drag. Oh my God. First of all, it's very, very time consuming. I'm assuming just like you guys, just like me, you guys are very busy. So, you know, taking time to go do that is just such a pain in the behind. It's also invasive. It is. It's really kind of embarrassing and it shouldn't be, right? Like you shouldn't be shameful of the fact that you're trying to take care of your, your medical needs right. and your sexual health especially, but it can be really embarrassing to do that with a complete stranger. So why not take all of that out of it? Shameless Care does that exactly for you. Whether you want to do an STI kit at home, you want to get your ED medication shipped directly to your door, and they have a lot of other great products and services on that site as well. And right now, our listeners can get $30 off any of their services. All you have to do is go to shamelesscare.com and use our promo code FPS at checkout. Again, that's shamelesscare.com. Use code FPS at checkout for $30 off your first Shameless Care service or product. If you guys are looking for a lifestyle event that is unlike anyone out there, let me tell you about what we have coming up in September. Pod Bash 2024 is going down September 19th through the 23rd at Secrets Hideaway in Kissimmee, Florida. And I think what makes this so special are the people, right? The like people. most of our Pod Bashers come back year after year. We could host Pod Bash in a field in the middle of nowhere and it would be an amazing time. It's because of the people. Yes, this is truly one of the most inclusive and kind groups of lifestylers you are ever going to meet. It really does warm my heart. By the end of the weekend, I'm always fucking crying my eyes out yeah. because it's so special that you make these friendships with people. And again, that these people just welcome in, you know, newer folks. I think sometimes people are afraid to enter into an event like this where right. it's kind of an established group. I'm here to tell you, this is the nicest group of people you're ever going to fucking meet. Yeah, and this, so, is, this year, it's, there's a large contingent of brand new people. Yes. Yeah, I'm so excited for that. So if you want to come lay in the sun, party with us in Florida, meet a bunch of other awesome lifestyle podcasters, but most importantly, meet some of the coolest people from around the country, join us at Podbash 2024. You can find information at members.frontporchswingers.com on how to get your room booked and how to join us. Yes, please do. It is fucking amazing. You will not be sorry. So this was a really interesting experience. So let me provide a little bit of background on it. The gentleman that I'm going to talk about today, which, by the way, he gave me permission to use his real name. His name is Yusuf. Yep. He's an awesome fucking dude. We've talked a lot about kinky stuff. Like, that's been a lot of our, you know, obviously we met on a kink site. I actually reached out to him, which I never fucking oh, I do. Know that. There's like three people ever that I've reached out to on any of the sites. It's just, I don't know. It's not my fucking thing. I don't do it. But I saw his profile and it was so eloquently written. It was so thoughtful. And also a lot of our kinks were in alignment. He's also, I mentioned this the last time we talked about him, but he's a switch, which I fucking love because I think that there's something very multidimensional about most switches. And I think part of it is because you really appreciate 
both the person if you're the top you appreciate the bottom sure. and if you're the bottom you appreciate the top it's just a, a different level of understanding of like psychologically what it takes to be in those roles for right sure. yeah. so i fucking i'm i've always been very drawn to switches for that reason i will say that the one kind of you know downside to playing with a switch as a switch is that you have no idea what naturally is going to go on right? right i during that first play session i talked about it many times i did feel like i was the more aggressive one i was more of the dominator in that that particular experience but I still felt like it was a feeling out period there was a lot of us trying to understand you know his needs and my needs and his desires and my desires and naturally kind of how our energies flowed together all of that right. it, it was one of those things where we really had to test it, the waters and once we did we started having more conversations about what it is he really wanted and what I wanted. And, you know, I think he listened to the show and I, I think he heard from me and I don't remember exactly what I said in that episode, but I made it very clear that I was super turned on by being in that more top role. Right. And he was very turned on being in more of the bottom role because like I said, he has other people that he plays with and they're submissive. Yeah, he's got, a, he has a full-time sub, does he not? I'm not, partner, sure that, that's I'm not sure if he would describe her as his sub. I'm not, I don't, we've never had that conversation, but she is definitely the submissive one in right. their dynamic. Right. So I think with, with me, he was excited about kind of exploring more of that topping role. So a lot of the conversations we were having, and this time we actually fucking talked, because that was the other thing I kept saying in that last episode is you were asking me questions about, you know, what he's into or what we discussed ahead of time. I'm like, we didn't fucking talk about anything. Right. We were just like, you know, I think we talked very briefly about like overall boundaries, like red flag things that we are not willing to do but that was literally it so in between the first play session and this play session that i'm going to talk about today we had a lot of conversation about you know what he's into what his pain tolerance is did he want this to be a purely physical situation or did he want it to be more psychological because like i had a my when i was a key holder for my ex-friend in Montana, yeah. you know, there was a lot of time in between because he was caged where I would like tease him, right? I would send him naughty pictures and I would, you know, tell him to, you know, let me know if his cock is getting hard against like the cage. And, you know, so it was a lot more psychological play than it was even physical. Sure. Yeah. No, no question. And, and at one point he was caged for a month. Yeah, he was. What a fucking badass that guy was. not yeah. I couldn't do it. No way. <laughs> I couldn't wear a chastity cage for a fucking month. So no. I have a lot of respect for people that can. So anyway... It was kind of determined. Obviously, he's a partner person. He has a young child. He has other play partners. So this is not a situation where he's going to have time in between play sessions for it to be more of that psychological thing. So we decided that like this was really going to be our chance. When we come together and we decide to play, this is going to be our time to really just like dive into it together, which right. I kind of loved because I'm busy too. I don't need all of the mental gymnastics in between play sessions. Yeah, there's a listen, there's limited amounts of time for all the fun stuff that we want to get in. So you got to... You got to get it in when you can. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, a lot of the discussion that we had ahead of time was about impact. I told him, because he, I think I mentioned on the last episode that I put clothespins all over a guy's balls. And yeah. he's like, I've never experienced anything like that. And I'm like, well, are you open to it? And he said, yeah, absolutely. I, and the reason I love clothespins is because they're incredibly versatile. Clothespins, can, they can be very painful. You can put them in spots that are incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. I also love the fact that like, you know, there's a little bit of a safety part of me that when the clothespin comes off it actually hurts worse than going on sure so I'm always like I always warn people ahead of time that they need to be aware of that, right? That needs to be part of your mental preparation for this. For sure. So anyway, I just love them for that reason. So we kind of agreed that that was going to be a part of this. But I also knew that I was going to be out of commission for actual like penetrative play. And he's like, yeah, that's kind of a disappointment because I totally want to fuck. And I was like, trust me, I want to fuck too. But it's just not, you know, not we're, not, we're not going to do that. So we still agreed to kind of explore a little bit. He reached out to me morning of and said that he would like to go do something first and have a little bit of a, I don't know, I guess a bonding experience just get yeah. to know each other on a more vanilla level first so we went bowling we went to this great place it's not far from us i say great place it actually wasn't all that great it's, not that great. <laughs> it's, not. it's fun and you, know, you can get two dollar margaritas it's a blast it's for that, fun but. it's kind of divey i mean there's a certain level of well, i don't know on the weekends they charm they, they play uh like 80s music and they play the videos that correspond with the music it's kind of cool kind of disco-esque yeah. they have like black lights that are on and shit so yeah. yeah it's definitely a little more fun on the weekends but anyway he and i go and we end up bowling and he told me he sucked at bowling he absolutely fucking didn't he's a total shark and so anyway it was just a good experience and then we went back to my our house right. and again i didn't entirely know how this whole thing was going to go what i will say is my mental 
preparation for topping is completely different than bottoming. Of course. Like if I'm going to be the one taking the impact, the pain, the whatever, I love it. So there's very little that I have to do to mentally prepare myself for it. This was very different. I'm walking through like, what is this going to look like? What conversations do I need to have with him right before play to really make sure things like safe words, all of that kind of shit. There's just a lot more that goes into topping someone. For sure. There's a, you've got multiple different types of preparation for either of those two positions, especially you know, when you talk with somebody being a switch, that you've got to, you literally have to switch that part of your brain off and go into a different mindset. Oh, a thousand percent. Because I think, you know, uh, Wes that we talk about on the yeah. podcast often, I mean, at this point, he is my dominant in those moments, not my dominant 24 7. I'm not right. his sub necessarily, right. but he is the dominant one whenever we play. And it is a very different thing for me than this was. And I was a little nervous because, again, I don't think I've topped anyone since we were in Montana. Well, there's also a level of, responsibility. So of course you, you there know, is. That's that's always in the I am responsible for somebody's safety in that moment. And that's yeah. a, something I take very, very seriously. Yeah. So anyway, we go back to the house. I am in a sweater and jeans. And I tell him to go into the bedroom and strip down. I, I'd command him to do so. So he does all happily too. He has this I'm big sure fucking shit-eating grin on his face as he like runs off to the bedroom, strips everything down. And I'm standing there still clothed. And he's like, oh, you're going to stay clothed? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And for me, it was kind of like, it was a power move, right? It's like, I don't want to call it humiliating necessarily, but definitely making it obvious that like, I'm the one in control and you can visually see that because you're standing there butt ass naked and I'm fully dressed. Yeah, he's far more vulnerable than you are. (laughs) So anyway, I tell him to lay down on the bed and I'm like, we're going to play a game. So I had I had gone earlier in the day and I had gotten clothespins. Yeah, like a hundred of them. I got a ton of them and I had them in little baggies. And I said, I am going to put as many clothespins on your cock and balls as you can withstand. And th- for every clothespin that you allow me to put on you, you're going to get 10 seconds worth of a blowjob. Okay. <laughs> Even as I'm saying this, I'm like, I'm such a sick bitch. It's hilarious, actually. <laughs> so. But and again, before anything started, we talked about what are your safe words? You know, if anything doesn't feel good, I mean, obviously the whole point is for it to not feel good. But if anything feels significantly painful, you need to let me know. We had all of those conversations. Right. There's a pleasure in the pain, obviously. Of course there is. Fuck, yeah. If you haven't experienced it, you're missing out big time. So anyway, (laughs) I get the clothespins out and I start putting them on his balls first. I'm like kind of tugging on the skin and I'm putting them on there. I'm also... Um, changing up how much of the skin I get because that's one of the fun parts with clothespins is like if you really stick it on there it doesn't hurt nearly as bad as if it's like that pinching feeling right on a nerve or right on your you know the surface of your skin well it's like bending one finger or bending all of them it's a very different thing. Yeah, exactly. So I start there. I'm, you know, I'm putting a, like a lot of pressure on it, then just a little bit of pressure. I'm pinching. Then every once in a while, I'll start flicking the clothespins once they're on. Yeah. And I reminded him like four times. I was because he was really taking it. This man can withstand a lot of fucking pain. But I reminded him. I was like, listen, when they come off, it is going to be way worse than them Much going worse. on. So I know you don't think this feels that bad right now, but you need to keep that in the back of your mind as we're playing this game. Well, it's like nipple clamps. It doesn't hurt hurt going on it's coming off i mean it does, it does a little but bit not, but not like nothing coming like coming off, coming off. Yeah. no especially in the longer that something is on there too so yeah. i have told i have so many ideas for in the future of that kind of thing because this is the first experience he'd ever had with clothespins which oh. i find really interesting because he's pretty experienced and for me that was like the baseline yeah, of my entry level. of my kink you know exploration like when i had my mentor back in montana that was one of the first things that you know, we explored at all. Right. So, you know, and I, I think there's a reason for that. They're pretty safe, right? Like you're probably not going to break skin. You're probably going to make someone really uncomfortable if, sure. you, if you try to, but you're not going to sincerely or significantly right. hurt someone. Right. So anyway, that was really fun to explore with them. I put them all over his balls and then things start to get really interesting because I start putting them on the shaft of his cock and I'm kind of like rubbing my fingers up and down his cock as well. So he's getting hard from it and he's looking down at me and I'm like, how does that feel? And he's like, it hurts, but it feels good at the same time. And I'm like, oh, it feels good. Well, then I'm not doing enough. So then I start like running my fingers all over the clothespins right. so that they're like clanking together. The metal's like hitting metal and he's like kind of wincing. And then 
then, uh, so now I've got him all over his cock and all over his balls, and including on the tip of his cock, which I was shocked that he could take that's that. That's super fucking, that's for real. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine. I would never let someone put it on my clit. No, like, I, on my pussy, fuck yeah, but on my clit? Yeah, I'm not. Hell no. I ain't doing it hard pass no, so that was I'm pretty out. that was pretty fucking tough of him so then you know that one really hurt i could tell when it went on he just like kind of jumped and Ugh. and then i got my new little wand vibrator out that i got and i oh, started purple one yes yeah. i started using that on the clothespin so that they were vibrating, vibrating and touching yeah. up against each other i mean the, so he ended up having 45 clothespins on his cock and balls wow that's when it was lot. all said and done. So I was like, are, are, have you had enough? And he's like, well, if if it's going to hurt coming off, I might have had enough. So I'm kind of like vibrating all over and I'm teasing him. I'm like, well, I'm not ready to take him off yet. I mean, it was just such a tease. And I could tell by the look on his face while he was in pain, he was also thriving off of this moment. Well, yeah, it's a unique experience. Like I said, first experience for him for, you know, in that perspective. So. Yeah, I bet he was. Oh, it was hot. So <laughs> then I'm like, okay, we're going to start taking the clothespins off. And the first couple, he's like kind of wincing, but did you not- start taking the one? Did you start taking them off in the order in which you put them on? So the ones that were on the longest, you you took correct. Off first? Yeah. Okay. So the ones that I put on his balls, I took off first. Okay. So <laughs> so I the first couple, I'm being pretty nice, pretty gentle, but he's not really giving me the reaction that I wanted in that moment. And I feel like he was really looking for some pain. Like the more that I you know was picking up on his energy, the more I could tell he was fucking loving right. this. Right. So the first couple, I take off pretty nicely. The next ones, I start kind of like ripping off of his fucking balls. <laughs> That's bold. Oh my God, I'm a fucking psycho. That's bold. <laughs> and we get to the cock and he's like, you're going to have to do that one gently. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm sure I am because I'm not ripping this off the tip of your cock. No, you'll take skin. So I very lightly kind of take that one off. So now they're all off and he went from rock hard to completely soft. <laughs> I have no doubt. Yeah, I'm soft just thinking about it. That's how I knew that I had gotten him where he needed to be, right? Like, because the whole point of this was I wanted that pain-pleasure mixture. I love that as the bottom. The idea of receiving a certain level of pain followed by, you know, some sort of softness or pleasuring, you know, sensation. That's a really powerful thing. It's a very, like, it's a mental game for me. Yeah, I mean, it's a psychological thing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I take my phone out. I turn my timer on for 450 seconds. So that's what you gave him for in 50 seconds? Well, it's 10 seconds for every clothespin, and he took 45 clothespins, so he gets 450 seconds. So I put the timer on on my phone, and I start, you know, very lightly kind of nibbling on his balls, and he's like, it is so sensitive. He's got to be so fucking, so sensitive. And so it actually, it took a minute for him to get hard. So I kind of, you know, sucking on his balls, and then I start very lightly kind of flicking my tongue on his cock. And when I, you know, had, when I was at the tip where I put the clothespin on that first time at the very tip yeah. i mean he really was like it, it was sensitive as fuck oh sure so i'm sucking his cock and then i'm like okay I, he took a lot at this point i wanted to reward him so i was really going to town i was deep throating i'm looking up at him he's saying really sexy things back to me and i'm like does that feel good and he's like yes and i'm like tell me again how good it feels like just being very commanding with him and i can tell he's just fucking loving every single bit of it so we get to the last like 20 seconds i look down at my phone and the timer's at like 20 seconds. So I stopped sucking his cock and I turned the phone around. I'm like, you don't have much time. And he's like, oh my God. So (laughs) I like really pick up the intensity. I'm going really like all up and down his shaft and I'm rubbing on his balls. I'm rubbing on his thighs. All of a sudden the alarm goes off and I stop everything. Oh, it's brutal. (laughs) Brutal. And he just kind of like sits up and looks at me and he starts giggling. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, Yeah, there was a rule to the game. How funny. So then I was like, do you want more? And he's like, absolutely, I do. Another thing that we talked about is impact. And I haven't topped for impact in a very long time. I've explored here and there with people where I'll, like, I'll show them, for example, like women are always very interested in having their their um, breasts flogged because yeah. I love it. I fucking, that is one of the most amazing things anyone can do to me is flogging my chest. Right. So whenever I tell people that, they're like, oh, well, what does that feel like? And if I, if they're obviously, if the instruments are available, I can show them. Sure. But I haven't done a full on impact topping scene in probably, I don't even know, 
four years. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a really long time. So I was fucking nervous. I was nervous, but I didn't act like it. I acted like I was all fucking strong and ready for this. And I go and get the flogger, our heavy purple, purple and black, black. Yeah. flogger. I got that one. And then I also got the wooden paddle that you made when yeah. we were still in Montana oh, that, that has stings. the little holes in it, the one that I sanded and everything. Yeah. So anyway... We are, I have him get on his stomach and I start very lightly with the flogger. I'm just kind of like running it up and down his back and onto his ass and a little bit onto his legs. And then I start flogging and just like I like it, I was switching things up, right? Like I was starting pretty light on his back and then I moved down kind of onto his ass a little bit. And then I went harder on his back and then harder on his ass. And he was fucking taking it like a champ. I was so impressed. Like I kept asking, are you okay? How does that feel? And he's like, oh, it feels so good. And I'm like, Okay, well, the black and purple one is really just thuddy. It's pretty thuddy, but you can make it stingy. For sure. And there was one point that, you know, he's like, I want a little bit more. I was like, are you sure? And he's like, said, yes. So I started really just like slinging it all the way around doing the whole like, you know, 360 degree rotation to really get that centrifugal force going. And I just came down on his ass. And I felt bad because there was a couple of times that one of the falls would kind of wrap a little bit. And I could tell I probably hit his dick. Uh, So I had to be really careful about that. That's going to (laughs) sting. <laughs> but for the most part, I think I pretty much nailed it. And he was a fucking champ. And it was such a turn on for me. I remember very distinctly, like, I obviously, again, I'm fully clothed. I can't touch my pussy. But I right. know for a fucking fact it's dripping wet. Right. There is something very erotic, especially about a man like him. Because he is, he's a, a very masculine dude. Again, he is the more dominant force in most of his dynamics. So sure. the idea of me topping him and me being the one to provide all of this pain and, you know, pleasure Pleasure, at the same time it was a it was such a turn on and i it kind of i'm glad that we were able to do this with me completely clothed and with me being kind of out of commission because it taught me a lot about him but i remember very distinctly multiple times being like fuck i just wish he could fuck my brains out right now there's a level of discipline in that too right it's like absolutely that's a big deal because if i could have fucked we would have fucked right 100 percent. it it may have taken away from the experience i i think it probably would have especially for that first time yeah i also see you know this is and for the future, I, I definitely see me using sex as a reward for certain things. Sure. With with Yusuf, I think that that's something he would really, you know, appreciate and thrive off of. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's especially in kink play, everyone thinks that kink is about sex. Kink is not about sex. It can be about sex. It can be an element of the kinky play. But that's not like the be all end all of a kink session. Right. So the idea of us doing all of this without me being undressed in any way, shape or form was kind of sexy at the same time. Yeah. And also very, you know, very purist in the term, in terms of a you know kink play. Yeah, absolutely. So I flogged him for quite a while. At this point, his ass is fucking glowing red. I'm kind of rubbing it and it's just so like warm. And I know I love that feeling on myself. So I was like, oh, he does have a rule with his primary partner no to bruises. not leave marks. Yeah. So thankfully his skin is not like mine. He's not <laughs> pasty white like me where it's gonna, you know, because you could barely slap my ass. Brush and it's up gonna... against you gently, you get a red mark. Yeah, I, my ass gets red very quickly. I welt very, very easily. So I felt pretty comfortable that I wasn't going to cross that boundary, but it was definitely something that was kind of going through my mind as well. Did you use the the paddle, the uh, thin paddle? Yeah. So eventually I'm like, do you want more? And he said, yes. So I start rubbing the the paddle that you made has kind of a pointed end on it which i fucking love because there are so many different ways to tease with that like for example i was running the point down his spine then kind of onto his ass and almost doing like little infinity symbols on his ass little figure eights with the tip of the paddle before i just smacked him on the ass with it so it was just this constant tease i'm trying to you know when i whenever i top someone i'm trying to play with them mentally just as much as i am playing with them physically so that's the kind of stuff i was doing i would really give him a few hard paddles and then I'd stop and start tracing with the tip of it again right. or just like rubbing the because it's very smooth it's been stained so it's you know very I don't know it has a very nice wood feel it's stained to it and urethane yeah yeah so it you know I was rubbing that kind of on his ass and then onto his legs and then slapping his ass again with it and I was telling him to tell me how it felt and he's like it hurts I was like does it feel good and he said yes I said then tell me that like I was just <laughs> being very kind of commanding I wasn't yelling I was just it was all in a soft kind of hush 
hushed tone. Right. But I was making it very clear and reminding him constantly throughout this, I'm in fucking charge. Like, obviously, he's really in charge as the bottom. But again, I want to play with your right. mind. I want exactly. to create the illusion that you are not in control in that moment. And I was very sexy. I mean, just the noises he was making. Again, this manly dude that I am getting to make those noises fucking hot so did you leave this poor guy with you know without having an orgasm <laughs> is that what you did that's exactly what i did oh it's brutal this guy drove home with a heart on that's so not good. it was really so then i i went and got some coconut oil we had we always have coconut yeah. oil in our bedroom and i went and got some and i just put a couple of pumps in my hand and started kind of rubbing on his ass and on his back a little bit and doing a little bit of aftercare i, I wouldn't say this was like a super hard session but right. you know i still think it's important to make sure that like we're connecting in that way and he you know knows that i'm going to take care of him after i provide that of kind of pain have the aftercare, yeah. so yeah i mean it, and it was kind of a bonding moment it really was i feel like i learned a lot about him. I hope he learned a lot about me in that moment. It was very that while there were very erotic parts of this entire thing, like for example, there was one moment I'm flogging him and I can tell from the back that his cock is getting hard. Sure. Like his cock is kind of like very like peeking out almost and it's getting rock fucking hard. That was so hot for me. So fucking hot. So there were definitely moments of that, but I will say this was definitely a, a, a situation more of like a mental connectedness than anything else, yeah. which can also be very sexy and nothing like the mental for me yeah 100 it's all a lot of it's psychological for me absolutely and i i think now like going into the next session because i'm not gonna play with them again and not fuck that's gonna happen next right. time we play but i think that this was such a build-up there were so many like nuanced moments of this that made us feel more connected to each other that i do think that when we fuck next time it's gonna be out of this fucking world. Yeah, well, I mean, now it's he's built up, right? He's you know, <laughs> denied him the this last time, so of course it's going to be you know in, explosive. Yeah, that was kind of shitty of me, huh? Yeah, listen, you know, it it, it leads into the next session. Yeah. You know? Well, and again, it's back to that mental domination. It's not all about the physical. Yeah, I fucking flogged him. Yep. I, you know, I uh, paddled him. I put clothespins all over him. But this was way more about a mental domination. At least that's how I like to play in the kink world. Yeah, for sure. That's, a, like I said, a lot of psychological, for sure. So anyway, <laughs> he, we lay for a couple minutes. We talk about it. I asked how everything was. He said it was all great. You know, he did mention the falls kind of rapping at one point. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. You know, yeah. I need to watch that. Apologize. But yeah, I mean, overall, I think he really, really thoroughly enjoyed it. And so he leaves and I texted you to let you know that we were done. And you, I think, needed to go to the store or something still did, first. Yeah. So you were gone for a while and I broke out my wand and <laughs> had the most crazy fucking orgasm thinking about how hot that whole thing was. And it, it was like a pent up thing for me, too. Sure. The idea of like me not being able because the man's fucking hot and I am a slut. And we all know that I would much have preferred to have my pants off and getting railed by this dude. For sure. But the idea of it not being able to happen and really just having this like mental tease for both of us, I think was, it, w it made it almost as erotic as if he had fucked me. Have you had a conversation, obviously you chatted with him already, but since then about what next time looks like? Not really. I mean, we agree that we want a next time. He's actually going to be at our event on the 18th, our uh, Hot Wife yeah. event here in Vegas. He's bringing one of his play partners with him and I'll get right. to meet her, which is really cool. But yeah, I mean, I, I think after that, you know, the next time that we start to make plans for something, that's when that conversation will pick up. And again, I have a million fucking ideas. One of the things I love about the kink world is how creative you can be in it. Yeah. It's kind of like the sky is the fucking limit as long as, you know, you have a consenting partner and you have, you know, some level of creativity to come up with new shit. For sure. So it's just fun. It's no, really fun. There's a, a uniqueness in that type of relationship that type of dynamic well and i will also say you know this is obviously a very new play partner to me it's only the second time you've seen him right? yeah i still have not untapped exactly what this is going to look like for us but it did remind me of how quickly in the past i have come to you know have a real bond with the people that have topped me or that I have topped. Like yeah. Clint is a perfect example of that. Clint in Montana. For sure. You guys haven't heard about in a very long time, but th this was a, he was a, a primal predator, a hundred percent. So our play was a lot of biting and a lot of scratching and a lot of, you know, him spitting on me and things like that, All which I wouldn't allow shit, anyone yeah. to do at this point. But there was such a bond so quickly with him. And I think part of it is because of the trust that you have to have with the person in that situation. Well, you were, I mean, you were obviously Clint's a friend, but you were playing with him for over two years. 
And very regularly. I mean, very, at week. least once a month. And he didn't even live in the same town as for us. For a period of time. Every, it was week, weekly for a period of time. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I'm really excited to see where this goes. I know it's, uh, you know, not the most over-the-top erotic experience ever, but I did want to share it because I think it's important to remember that it's not all, especially in the kink world, but I just think in sex in general, it's not all about the penetration. It's not all about, you know, getting have to fucked as hard as you possibly can. That's great too. But this was a very different experience that I appreciated on a completely different level. Oh, it's more cerebral than physical. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Very cerebral experience. Yeah. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed hearing about that. I really appreciate Yusuf. He's a fucking badass. Yeah, good and guy. If you want to hear some more behind the scenes of experiences like this and, you know, just in general, I mean, I think we're we're very open with our Patreon members on our bonus episodes. Maybe we, sometimes uh, too open. <laughs> probably too open. We may share too much. We share a lot there. They so hear if, you, a lot. if you get to the end of our episodes and you would like more, I don't know why you would, but if you do... <laughs> I've got right. a place for you to go. Patreon.com slash French Porch Swingers. We would super appreciate the support. And again, we provide a bunch of bonus material as a thank you. Yeah. You can also find the naughty shit on OnlyFans at OnlyFans.com slash French Porch Swingers. I actually have a couple of AVN shoots coming up. Yeah, AVN this month. And also, we were nominated for an AVN yes, award we for best adult podcast, which I am so fucking humbled by. And of Crazy. course, I mean, selfishly, I'd love to win it for us, but unselfishly, I do think it'd be really fucking cool for a lifestyle podcast to win Number one. for the first time ever. Yeah. So if you guys, uh, you know, if you appreciate what you heard today and you want to go vote for us, I'm going to leave the link in the show notes for you guys. So you can just very easily go click on it. Yep. And we would super appreciate the support on that. You can vote once a day up until January 27th. Yes. So, you know, get out there there and vote please yeah. we'd love you be for very it. cool if a lifestyle podcast won at the avn be fucking cool if you guys want to join us for an upcoming event you can head on over to members.frontportswingers.com to see all of our upcoming stuff and i think that's what we have this time that's right it. lots of uh, lots of good stuff coming up do not forget about pod bash we are booking fast very few cabanas left to the tune of like single digits for friday and saturday it's going quick this thing's going to be sold out by may hell yes thank you guys very much for listening thanks everybody